This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast, sponsored by our friends at Dr. Squatch. Promo code I'm Fat20 for 20% off your orders at $20 or more. Team Hochberg, 855-56David, 56David.com. For all your mortgage needs and Mazda of Orland Park, call Eric, 708-444-3200. I am Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski, Jay, we're finally getting out of this deep freeze. I mean, the snow still keeps coming, so there's that, <laughs> yeah. which is not great. Unless you like, uh, I think the proper term was put by a friend of the podcast, kind of, uh, Adam Studzinski, who <laughs> said when you're all you're doing is like shoveling a path, is it's kind of just like trench warfare, it feels like. It really does. I, at one point last week, I backed out of my driveway, and I couldn't see... Like past the mountains of snow on the ed- on the end of my driveway, so I had to kind of like stand up a little bit in my car and make sure no cars were coming. It's ridiculous. Like how much more snow can we pile on top of what we already have? And I, I like snow. I welcome snow. I look forward to snow in the winter. But enough. Like Uncle, <laughs> it's enough. There's nowhere. There's nowhere else for it to go. And now yeah, I'm like. I feel like we've made up for the last few years where it's been pretty mild. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, we get it. We had it good for a couple winters. Now can we chill just a little bit? Yeah, I'm on my, the snow. My neighbor's up on his roof, like shoveling his roof, and he was up. He's got crazy icicles on the front of his house, uh, and he's up there with a uh, with a handsaw, like sawing ice off of his gutters and stuff. It's like, okay, that's enough. I'm just. I'm not doing that. I'm not risking my life. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not qualified to do such dangerous things, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. I would be the guy, like, the second I get up on a roof, I slip and fall off and die. I'll deal yeah. with, a, if, if a leak happens, I'll pay a professional to do it and charge it to insurance. 
Yep. Life greater than gutters. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here on the I'm Fat Podcast. Follow us on all our social medias at I'm Fat Pod. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. We've got our T Public Shop. Check the links in our bios to shop at our store so we get the credit. We really appreciate it when you do. A lot of people have jumped on and bought some new logo gear, the new donut logo. We Everyone's enjoying it. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, that link is in our bio. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash I'm Fat Pod. If you'd like to pledge a couple bucks to help us out every month that would be greatly appreciated if everybody pledged like three bucks that'd be like life-changing so that would be amazing um i think that covers it right did i hit the everything make sure you rate review subscribe all that stuff subscribe unsubscribe subscribe again all those fancy tricks you can do to help out podcasts and uh, tell a friend word of mouth is our is our greatest ally yeah i think that pretty well covers it Uh, The first thing I want to get to this week is something that I've brought up on this podcast before food and it was brought. Well, yes, Uh, (laughs) actually, in a way, very much so, Uh, because I've brought this up and it was put in the I'm Fat podcast fan page again this week of just a nice picture of it looks like a really solid, well taken care of Amazon package. Okay, fine. Why is this in the podcast page? Because it was cake. Once again, a second picture of the exact same package with a slice cut out of it. So it's cake. Jay, how am I supposed to believe that not everything is cake? I just think you just have to try it. Just take a bite out of everything you come across. And just to be safe, just to make sure, because you don't want to miss out on cake. And I saw the one you're talking about, and I looked... After I saw that it was cake, I looked at the picture trying to look for clues that it wasn't an actual Amazon package. Like, okay, where is the detail lacking or where is the, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, what would you say like the um, the finish different? Like, where does it not look like cardboard where it looks like it's glossed? Yeah. No, this looks like a, a photo of an Amazon package. It was crazy. And I, I, this, <laughs> I like you are you are the you get upset. I notice this about you about the things that look like food that aren't like the crystal that looks like a chicken tender and yes. the uh, the dogs that look like <laughs> fried chicken, all those yes. things. But it's just for safety, because if we bite into something like this and it's actually not cake, well, that's a problem. If, if my neighbor sees me taking a bite out of his or her Amazon package, they're going to call the police and that's just not safe. So this nonsense has to stop. I'm still not convinced that that everything's not cake. So, I know. Like, hey, that's everything's thing, cake I, if you I, try hard enough. <laughs> true. I mean, you put that on a pillow. Uh, so I go down to my lobby every day, and there are Amazon packages sitting there. So I've been letting this much cake go by without even thinking twice about it. You don't like, know. What kind of life am I living? Well, just start going down there with a fork and a knife mm-hmm. and just cutting a little corner off just to make sure. And then uh, maybe bring some tape <laughs> in case you were <laughs> in case you were wrong. Just like, oh, nope, that was an actual Amazon package. I'm going to put that little corner back on there. Yeah, that's uh, uh, well, speaking of, uh, by the way, this is not about being fat. But speaking of um, uh, male issues, I <laughs> we, there was on our uh, we have a little shoe cabinet as you come in our front door of our house. And sometimes hope if she like grabs the mail when she's running out, we'll just put the mail on top. So there was a wrapped magazine in a package and I'm like, okay. So I opened it and it was, um, 
it was adult themed um oh. and it wasn't for us so mm. i didn't even look to see the address on the package and so to speak yeah and i so i know it's like it's a felony to open other people's mail so i opened it like just enough and now do i what do i do now do i bring it to the house so the person who gets it is like oh someone knows i ordered this now i don't know i'm kind of an i think i'm just gonna ask my postal carrier like i did this by mistake what should i do and they'll just say just give it to me and i'll deliver it to the right place but um, That's what you're hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping so. It wasn't anything horrible. It was a it was a Playboy. So you know, uh, okay. it wasn't like you know, like a new one. I'm or not going to start one. Or it was yeah, it was a new one. It was like a subscription. Okay. But I'm not going to okay. start uh, naming other publications. They're easy to find if you are someone who still pays for that sort of thing, like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> by, by the way, before Such we move on, yes, uh, people listening know. Um, I want to follow up a story we had from last week, uh, okay. two actually. Uh, Sean le- left us a voicemail last week telling us about his 13 cheeseburger challenge. If yes. you missed it, shame on you, first of all. But he had 13 McDonald's cheeseburgers, a medium fry, and a medium Sunday in the same sitting. Went home, told his family, and his family friends were there. And the friend said, that's great, but I once had a bucket of KFC chicken all on my own. Sean wanted to know what was a greater feat the burgers or the chicken we didn't know how many pieces of chicken well now we know it was a 12 piece bucket so rick now that we have the final information what is more impressive a 12 piece bucket of chicken or 13 cheeseburgers a medium fry and a medium sunday because hmm. last week we sort of said we thought the we burger thing because of the carb intake of all the buns yeah. i think i'm sticking with that i think so too yeah, like I think I think that's really close though. Mm-hmm. Like I tend to think the maybe each like I th- almost think the chicken to burger basically cancels each other out, and then it's just that fry and the Sunday just kind of give it that little bit of edge. But I do think it is really close. There's only one way to find out. We're going to have to do this. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not doing that. I can't. No. Like, I'm one of those people. I don't have the capacity I used to have. It's because I'm old. If I was in my 20s, let's go. But yeah. now I'm like, eh, I can't. I just can't do that anymore. Food challenges are sort of out the window for me. Well, you're old. Oh, there's no doubt. I am reminded of my oldness every day. Today, I woke up with my ankle sore. I'm like, mm-hmm. what did I do yesterday? Um, Literally what? nothing. I did nothing. I waited for a hockey game to not get played. Um, <laughs> by the way, that one was incredible. Oh my God. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? The sun is a thing. The sun. Who could have thought that the sun would be a problem? <sighs> it's my league, buddy. Those are my people. But yeah, so yeah. I, I, I just woke up with a sore ankle. I had uh severe acid reflux last night and I do this thing where when I'm feeling like real full or gassy or bloated, I do this burp where i sort of like just open my mouth and a burp just comes out it's like okay (sighs) it's like it's a reverse burp kind of (laughs) and hope's looking at me like what's wrong with you i'm like i don't know it's that i'm like doing it that way just gives me the most relief so i just like kind of like half open my mouth and then the burp just finds its way out i'm not actually like you know a normal burp you're kind of like like you're you're pushing it out it's yeah it's more from like the back of your throat as opposed to like projecting all the way through yeah or it's it comes up like through my sternum 
and I can feel okay. it, but it, it works. It gives me relief, but it is very odd sounding. Maybe I'll summon one of those during a podcast someday, and that would be a lot of fun. Uh, we'd have to do it Saturday. So I do take a medication uh, for my diabetes that that messes with my stomach. So I take it on Thursdays, and then for whatever reason, Saturday is my bad stomach day. So that's what happened last night. I was just like, ugh. And, and all of a sudden, you know, sitting there watching SNL and waiting for the hockey game to start at 11 p.m. Um, started getting that ugh, bad feeling. But anyway, I digress. I will get one of those burps ready for you guys someday. Maybe I'll okay. record one. <laughs> I, <laughs> that'd be so ridiculous. Yes, it would. Oh, God. I still can't get over that there. Like, you know what? We'll play at 11 o'clock at night. I know. I know that's that's neither here nor there, but that that's just amazing. And that place looked gorgeous, too. So the fact that they couldn't play the entire thing, uh, you know, with the sun out is uh, is kind of a travesty. Uh, speaking of travesties, I was excited to see the concept of Philadelphia cheesecake Oreo cubes. This yes. seems about as close to like a mass produced version of an Oreo ball as we could get. So I was very, very excited about this. Immediately go to look, where can I find these? It's a little bit of a hike because they're only available in South Korea. What? Yeah. And I was thrown off especially because the packaging was all in English. Hmm. So well, road here trip. I'm thinking, yeah, right <laughs> here. I'm thinking we've got an opportunity to have like this new dessert that could really change things. And then no. Well, the good news is I would imagine even though they don't look like Oreo balls, they're kind of the same idea, right? It's just Oreo and cream cheese combined. That is the greatest dessert and the easiest dessert to make in the world. I, I truly think Rick, you could do that. I know you, you you doubt your skills. If you can crush cookies and roll balls, you can make this. And it's just, it's going to be the same taste. And then you, if you want to, for added effect, and this is kind of the default recipe, you put that melted chocolate on top. Mm-hmm. You could do... I, I have faith that you could do this. So until these make their way to the States, I think there's your short-term answer. Plus, I just Googled cheesecake Oreo bites, and everyone on Earth has some recipe for it. So okay. you could do it because Philadelphia cheesecake is a very pliable recipe. Like it's something that it's very easy to work with. It's already made, you know, so you don't have to like whip it up. And if you whip it up on your own and it's not thick enough or it's too thick. No, you go buy some Philadelphia cream cheese. It's already perfectly made. It's already the perfect density and it, it's really easy to work with. So challenge yourself. I think you can do it. I have faith that you could put together the Rick Camp version of this South Korean treat. Interesting. What would I have to add to make it my version? Gravy. I was going to say barbecue sauce. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More <laughs> accurately, barbecue sauce. Yes. Yes. But a sweet barbecue. You know, you don't want to go too well, far of off course. the map. Yeah. You don't want to go yeah, smoked exactly. or anything like that. No, that'd be weird. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, we are responsible, I think. And I think the good people at DiGiorno Pizza owe us a debt of gratitude. You last week talked about the DiGiorno croissant frozen pizza Yes, on the podcast. I had it this week. I've had a bunch of people, both uh, friends of the podcast and friends of me, text me pictures of empty store shelves where the croissant pizza used to be. 
Really? Yes. I bought one. I think I bought one the day we published, and then I ate it on Wednesday. And then I went back. I went shopping for my parents on Friday and went to get another one, and they were all gone at the Jewels in Payless Heights. So I have to say, Rick, this may be your finest recommendation yet. The DiGiorno croissant pizza was fantastic. Yes, it's so good. Like, because the one thing about a regular DiGiorno pizza that is a little eh sometimes is just like how hard the crust is. And then Mm -hmm. the inside is just kind of, I don't know, leaves you wanting a little more. But having that croissant type crust is it's next level, man. It was so good. I I couldn't get over how well it cooked, how the concept of the croissant worked out so well. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, okay, if I cook this too long, am I going to ruin it? We followed the directions. It worked out perfectly. And everybody, like, Hope is kind of dubious about micro, about oven pizza. She's kind of like, eh, you know, because we only got the four cheese because Hope does not eat. Uh, I've We've talked about this before. Do you know about yeah. her weird? I know she, you know she, you know she doesn't eat beef. But right. she eats pork, but she won't eat pork if it's if it has red sauce on it. So she won't have sausage pizza or pepperoni pizza. That's I know certainly a hill. I it I I know I it's very strange and I don't understand it. But I've given up at this point trying to <laughs> trying to argue. Yeah. So long story short, we got the cheese DiGiorno uh, croissant pizza, and it was fantastic. And. The three of us ate it, and I, I was pre- I think I had three pieces. It probably cut, because you have to cut it yourself, so it all depends yeah. on how big of a piece you cut. But I think we probably made eight slices the way we cut it, and I had three. I think, uh, yeah, that's about, yeah, I think that's right. Addie had one, and I was, I was pretty good. I was full. So about half, maybe a little more than half that pizza was enough to fill me up for a meal. I was impressed. Very, very good. I, I got to find more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely... Like, you can't, like, load up on them like jacks or something because they are a little more expensive. But, I mean, it's quality that you're getting. Oh, I, like, oh it's so good. I think it was maybe six ninety nine or so. Yeah, something like that. What a ja- like, if, you're, if you're not getting jacks on sale, there's still maybe four bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll gladly pay two more dollars per pizza for the difference in quality between those two. I, I thought that was the best frozen pizza I've ever had. I don't think there's any question I'm about it pumping here about that because i'm you know punching the air because i'm like you know what it, it's good to like because you know we're normally pretty good with our recommendations but when you really hit one out of the park that's uh it, it's a good feeling it, it really is it is a good feeling and we got a note this week on the i'm fat podcast fans page on facebook uh somebody tried the walleye at culver's and posted photos and everything and they said that i was right in my recommendation it is legitimately the same as going up to Wisconsin and going to a supper club and getting properly made, uh, you know, breaded walleye. It's fantastic. So if you've not tried that yet, so that's the I'm Fat Podcast guarantee. <laughs> You're going to love the walleye. It's amazing. And the size, too, because I remember you mentioned just like how big of a portion. They're it giant. It, was, it looked huge on that picture. Yes, they're enormous. And very exciting for me, next weekend, Hope and I are going to Door County. We're getting a little vacation. Uh, we're staying at an Airbnb, so I'm going to go get the real thing next weekend. So that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that. I'll have a whole bunch of food reviews for you from nice. Wisconsin when I get back. It'll be exciting. 
Yeah, I realize like this week, I don't maybe, you know, maybe it's me settling into like my new schedule, but like I really wasn't that adventurous food wise this week. I was really just kind of hitting the staples. Yep. Uh more than anything. But one thing I saw and I forget if it was on the fan page or somewhere else. And I'm mad I had not thought of this. Two of my favorite things that are very simple are grilled cheese mm-hmm. and garlic bread. I like, not where, I like where you're make, headed. Yeah, like, <laughs> why not make grilled cheese with garlic bread? This is something that seems extremely obvious that me being a dummy has never thought of. <laughs> You can and do never that. done. Well, they sell. And, oh, I, I, and I feel, I, I feel a good amount of shame for having not thought of this because it seems like it would be amazing. It, it well, it definitely would be because they're what, what is not amazing about garlic bread and cheese. I mean, it's right. A, there's no bad words in that. No, and you can go to the jewels or whatever and buy like pre-made garlic bread. That's usually what we do when we have whatever sort of pasta we have. We just go buy mm-hmm. the pre-made because making it at home is easy. But you want to cut out, you know, 10, 15 minutes of prep, just go buy the pre-made stuff. I will warn you, though, the pre-made stuff is really buttery, but that's okay. that's probably even better for preparing a grilled cheese. You could probably just put it on the pan as is. The only question is, would you have to thaw it out? See, that's the research you have to do, mm, but true. it doesn't matter. Just trial and error. Yeah. And eventually you'll, you'll perfect it. That's a great idea. I had the um, I went to Freddy's again. Uh, to get those onion rings that I love, and I got their grilled cheese sandwich, and it was just awesome. I put a review on, I forgot, I think I put on all of our social medias, the Freddy's onion rings that are just the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Got them in Bridgeport, had one left when I got home to Homewood and did the review there. Still crunchy, still amazing, best onion rings on earth. Um, speaking of staples, a place I've talked to talked about before on the podcast, it's called Simply Slices. The one I know of is in Crestwood. It's on Cicero. It looks like an old photo mat. And if you're under 40, uh, a photo mat was a place you used to bring your film, drive through, and they would develop it and you pick it up. Just a tiny little shack, right? It's just a little building. Maybe this Simply Slices has room for one table, but you drive through. Rick, the two slice special. Now I'm talking Sabaro size slices of pizza. Okay. okay. Two of those and a, and a large drink. Six ninety five. That's not bad. It's amazing, and the pizza is so good. It's crispy crust. Uh, it's generously topped with sausage. It's not just boring. Like here's some sauce and some cheese and some sausage. There's actual oregano and and fennel and other spices in there that make it terrific. It's as good a slice as I've ever had uh, in terms of like fast food pizza going. But if there's a Simply Slices by you, make sure you check it out. The one I know, again, is in Crestwood. And I just, I couldn't decide what to get on the way to my parents when I was uh, shopping for them. Because I'm just, I'm kind of, like you said, I'm in kind of a rut with fast food lately. There's Mm -hmm. this, you know, Wendy's and McDonald's. And like, how many times can I get the same thing over and over again? Uh, I could eat healthy, but that's not really an option. So I'm like, yes, Simply Slices. Great. And I drove through there and, and got it, and it was awesome. So if you got one of those near you, find it and try it. It's really, really good. I had, I had avoided trying it for years, mm-hmm. and then finally was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to give it a shot. It's If it's bad, it's pizza. How bad can it be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the replacement level on pizza is extremely high. Right. You can't really go wrong, but this was 
tremendous. I mean, it's something I find myself craving now, which is something I didn't expect. So the place by me that I go to for slices is Old Town Pizza. It's so I don't remember. So when you were working at IMS, were you ever there for like the pizza days? Yeah. Okay. It's the place. It's that pizza. It's that place that they bring in. That's good. For, uh, yeah. And it, and like their slices, when, when you're just getting slices, they're not like the thin. They're a, a thicker crust. And it's like for me, I would say it's the size of a Sabaro, like in terms of just pure area, mm-hmm. like size of a Sabaro slice, but think closer to a pan thickness. Okay. And I mean, I can... Like one of those, depending on how hungry I am, one of those and I could be just fine. Or if it's a a day where I'm hungry, I mean, two of those and I'm like full, but it's still really, really good. And they have, I wish I remember what the specials are, like what the prices are on the specials, but you can either get a can of pop or a liter of pop along with a slice or two if you like. And uh, it's a pretty solid value. So I recommend that that's on, uh, 38 which is roosevelt road in lombard pretty much right at that intersection with main street lombard i'm gonna i'll try i've i had it and it's good i'll try when i'm in the area i'll try the slices there because they sound fantastic now with simply slices they've got calzones too i see them on the menu but then i drive through and i i like the pizza so much Mm -hmm. you know you, you talked about this last week where you just find the thing you like and stick with it at some point, I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and try the calzone too, because no, I, I, I'm I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the old town menu now, and they have this because they're they have a bunch of stuff like a, a lot of your Italian like they have some wraps, they have pasta, they have stuff off the grill. They also have you can get either the calzone or panzerati, and I have not gotten either before from there, so I'm probably gonna have to do the same thing. <sighs> That's it. I'm getting the calzone. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever had a Panzerati. I don't and think I've go- had them. It's going to be good. It's the same thing as a calzone, just fried instead of baked. Right. Yeah. So it can't be bad. I just haven't done it before. Nothing is made worse by frying it. Facts. It might be as good, you know, but it's not It's not going to be mm-hmm. worse because it was fried. Even like the Oreos or Snickers, even if it's not really your thing, you can't yeah. tell me it's worse. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so good. true. Uh, I'm hey, actually tweet. I'm actually tweeting out your quote right now. Oh, thank you. No, nothing is made worse by frying it. That's true. That could be like. Uh, that sounds like a t-shirt idea. Yes. <laughs> we could definitely have that made. Um, yeah, make sure you check out our T Public Shop, of course. Uh, link in bio on all of our social media pages. Uh, Rick, something amazing happened this week. Yeah, I paid off my Mazda nice yes that has to be a great it's such a good feeling because i i paid off my car not too ter- not too long ago and it is such a good feeling it's a great feeling and what's also great is knowing that when i tweet that i did such a thing that our guy eric from Mazda of orland park is watching my every step saying cool when are you coming in for the trade-in I'm like damn it eric yep <laughs> give me be- give me five minutes to enjoy this <laughs> right, give me five minutes of no car payment but when i am ready to buy which will probably be next year about this time, I will be headed to Mazda of Orland Park, 708-444-3200. Make sure you ask for Eric. Uh, I drive the 2015 CX-5. That's the car I just paid off. 
and truly the best car I've ever owned, and I am a Mazda customer for life. And uh, I would have said that before they jumped on the podcast because it's true. I've never been so pleased with a car in my life, just the reliability. And on top of that, the service offered at Mazda of Orland Park is unmatched. I'm going there Wednesday to get an oil change and all those sort of things before we hit the road for Door County on Friday. So uh, looking forward to seeing Eric there. But if you're in the market for a new car, why not consider Mazda? Why not consider Mazda of Orland Park? Call Eric, 708-444-3200. He'll get you set up. He'll get you started. And uh, I promise you, uh, you'll be very, very pleased with your new Mazda, be it a CX-5, a CX-9. I really like the Mazda uh, CX-3. They got a lot of nice, like, whatever sort of car you're in the market for, they've got it at Mazda of Orland Park and at Mazda in general. So check them out, MazdaOrlandPark.com. Again, 708-444-3200. All right, Rick, I have a little complaint about food. Uh, and it's not a huge complaint, but I went to Gloria Jeans yesterday, the, mm-hmm. the, fa- the famous Homewood Gloria Jeans, uh, drove through, didn't really know what they had. I saw they had donuts, which was a surprise to me. I don't know if it's a promotional thing, but they've got those for at least a limited time. But I ended up getting a banana muffin, which is kind of my go-to in terms of, you know, baked items at coffee shops. Sure. Why? And you know, I know you don't like nuts at all. I like nuts on on things. Like I'm I'm here for it. But why put banana or why put nuts on banana muffins? I don't get like where where does that combination come together? I don't really understand how that works. Banana bread is one of my favorite things. I we let bananas go so bad in our house so we can make banana bread and I've never felt the desire to put nuts on it. I don't know if people are doing it like just to give it some sort of air quotes health element or whatever, but I just find that banana and nut don't go together very well. And it's not, you know, it's not bad. It doesn't ruin it. I just don't know why banana nut became a thing. A lot of other combinations make sense to me, like oatmeal raisin. That makes sense. You want to add a little bit of the sweetness to the oatmeal flavor. Mm-hmm. But how does banana and nut, how did that come together? I don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe someone who is a, 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 a baker or with some experience in baking or, or uh, pastry making or whatever can give me some sort of scientific reason why banana and nut work together. But I always find myself, whenever I get banana bread and there's nuts on it, I find myself wishing the nuts weren't there. Interesting. See, like in in some contexts, I understand because if it's more of a traditional where it's literally you have slices of banana in something or on something, Mm -hmm. I could see wanting the nuts there for some sort of textural change just because, you know, bananas are so soft. So, like, I could understand it in that context. But yeah, I'm a little at a loss just with not being a, a big nut person in general. And just, I'm kind of good on like any form of nut or whatever, like on my bread. Mm-hmm. Like I under, there are a lot of places where I need a textural difference, but in bre- in or on bread is not one of them. I get that. Well, let me ask you this. You worked at uh, Baker Square forever. Did mm-hmm. the banana cream pie have nuts on it? If I remember right. I think it had like, did it have like shaved almond or something on top of it? Maybe like decorative shaved almonds, like on the dollops of cream or whatever. 
Yeah, I think there may I think there may have been. I don't it's 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 been a minute since I worked there. Or since really I've even been to one. Uh but, hard to find. Yeah, seriously. The one the one that was left in even like relative distance to me, uh, I believe it closed. So the one I think that's the one by uh, like Fox Valley Mall. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that one closed. Uh but yeah, I've I th- pretty sh- I'm pretty sure there is. I'm looking at people trying to recreate these from Baker Square, and they all have shaved almonds on them. Okay. Some people have toasted coconut, which oh, get that out of my face, please. Yes, all the time. No, not a big coconut guy. I like the taste is- of coconut. I don't like the texture of it. Yeah, this is this is a uh, a very coconut hesitant podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is made worse by frying it. We are a, to- a coconut. What, what did you say? A coconut hesitant podcast? I like yes. That. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you? I'm trying to think if we have anything. Else. The, I it's have funny. The, the other things that we have, I have like circles around and all this other stuff. Be like, hey, idiot, don't forget this. But it's like not stuff for this moment. I have uh, what we did last night was something I've not done since the pandemic began one of my favorite congrats things, on the sex um <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that one there um one of my favorite things to do in life is to go out and get mexican food and eat so much that i literally have to be rolled out of the restaurant it's yeah, one, that's like great just going out and getting tons of chips and salsa ordering a huge plate of Mexican food with rice and beans and a burrito or a bunch of tacos or whatever, drinking a bunch of margaritas, whatever. So Frontera, which is Chicago's premier, uh, I guess you'd say upscale Mexican food. It's owned by Rick Bayless. Uh, It's terrific. They had a delivery truck in Orland Park that came yesterday. So we ordered this, I think two or three weeks ago, we ordered this and we actually kept forgetting we had done that. And Hope's like, oh, yes, tomorrow is Frontera Day. So she comes home. She goes, picks it up, comes home. We get queso fundido with chorizo, which is amazing. Ooh. We get four like little sauce cups of uh, different salsas. Uh, tin of steak and chicken with veggies in there. You know, peppers, whatever. It's like fajita, basically, ingredients. Mm-hmm. Uh, a side of rice, a side of beans. Uh, a jo- like a um, a bottle of margarita, nice. And what am I missing? Oh, two big sauce cups of guac and okay. uh, flan, like four little mini pies of flan. It was expensive. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, this was expensive. But dude, just to be in that space again, where I was just overly stuffed full of Mexican food. Which is just, it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. And I've missed that so much. It's funny, you think about the things you miss during this, and you don't really remember until that memory is sparked for you, right? Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite things to do is just go out with friends to dinner and just pound margaritas and chips and salsa and Mexican food and just leave fat and happy and a little bit buzzed. And I was able to do that last night, and it was was a really nice feeling. It It was a familiar... Uh, a familiar discomfort that I welcomed very, very much. It was, <laughs> it was so, my God, it was so good. And it's funny because it traveled from Chicago to Orland and then back to Homewood. That's, That's a lot good. of travel for that food. And, and, you know, it was, 
we had to we had to re-prepare it, like put it back in the microwave or oven or whatever. Every individual item had instructions for how to correctly reheat it. Oh, that's cool. So it was great. It was so, so good. So if you see that coming to your area, don't hesitate. I know it's a it's a little expensive, but it feels good to have a nice meal that someone else prepared for you. Um, and just, man, those margaritas, they're killer. They're so good. <laughs> margaritas get me so quick. Really? Like, I can have one margarita and I feel like the warmth in my face and the tingliness. Mm-hmm. I get that really fast. From It's tequila, obviously. Yeah. But but it's a, I always like feeling that way from them. Like I don't feel I think I said before. Sometimes when I drink like too much beer, I don't feel great. Mm-hmm. Probably because of all the grain and all the you know gluten and all the stuff in there. Yeah. But man, Margs, I love the drunk feeling for margaritas. It really is a good one. Like that was. Um, I know we've talked about it off the podcast. I don't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast. Of like in my my few days where I was in North Carolina, I had. We had one night where it was like just kind of agreed in the place that we were staying like, okay, we're just kind of we're just going to town tonight. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Cayman Jack margaritas that I talk about often on this podcast, uh, they we had them. But then there was also just like tequila on the side there. So every time we were pouring one of these Cayman Jacks into, you know, a regular whatever glass we were drinking out of extra tequila went with it and boy howdy those <laughs> things oh man we started out because it was uh, my buddy marty that i've brought up on the podcast before started by like oh yeah let's add one extra shot of tequila okay cool because like the cayman jacks are decent to begin with then you add an extra shot and you're like okay and then by the end of the night like when we got to like the sixth one of them or something like that I tasted it and I was like, Marty, how much did you put in here? And he's, you know, we're both pretty far gone at this point. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, I just threw three shots. In <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I walked by one of our other buddies who was driving. So he was sober. He was just kind of uh, enjoying all of this and just watching all of us. I was like, I was like, Dan take a or i was like smell this and he was just like good god and it was like there's tequila and maybe some other things in there yeah it's mostly would you like some uh margarita with your tequila pretty yeah. much have you ever done the beer marg where the corona is like half poured oh yeah like a corona rita type thing those are really good yes they are yeah, I, that's what that's where you need something lighter in terms of like the beer. You definitely need like a lighter beer, like a Corona for something like that. You yeah. can't do that with like anything like crazy. a Guinness. Oh, God, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> or some like heavy IPA. Dude, I, I had Guinness. Um, I'm not the biggest Guinness guy, but I had one as part of like this was God, this was like 10 years ago now. When I had gone back to NIU to meet up with some friends, and it was like around graduation time, so we did the graduate graduation rail at one of the bars. Yeah. So it was like you have a checklist of it was either eight or ten beers you have to have in the time that you're there, and like there are a few of them that are like required. Like Guinness was required. Um, I think they require you to do at least one something really light of like a Bud Light, Miller Light, or Coors Light, uh, just to be safe. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you get to choose a couple of like, choose something domestic, choose something uh, international, whatever. And 
that was like one of the few times I had Guinness and I planned my whole strategy around, okay, when do I want to get to the Guinness? Because it's not my thing. It's super heavy. And I was like, okay. So I, I forget when I had it, but I remember building out my strategy of in what order to have everything based around when I had the Guinness. I, I like Guinness. I very much do. And when we went to the, we went to the Guinness factory, when they sent us to Ireland for work, air quotes work um i think there was a show that happened in there at some point neither none of us remember it but we definitely did there were headphones and microphones and we were in front of them so something happened for, for a few hours was on that, that trip. was that like the highest percentage of time of a trip that you were not sober oh absolutely i mean we were i don't know i'm trying to remember it was it was you about a cola Spie- and spiegel okay. yeah that's it so Look, everyone knows Maddie, right? If you're a longtime score listener, Maddie parties. Everyone knows about a cola gets down more than anybody I know. But Spiegel is sneaky in that way, too. He was always like, oh, a Friday remote. Let me have a little scotch for the last hour. Uh, so those two and me, I'm not a big drinker. But when when Jameson sends you to Ireland and says, hey, enjoy three days on us. Here's all the Jameson you can drink. You say, oh, my God. OK, thanks. Yes. <laughs> and then one of the days you find time to get yourself out of bed and uh, go to the Guinness factory and they make you like to get to the Guinness. The top of the Guinness factory is where the bar is, where you taste the fresh Guinness. It's a lot of stairs. So everyone's like, it's the most refreshing Guinness you'll ever have. I said, I think a certain percentage of that is because I just climbed 50 stairs to get here and I just <laughs> need right. something to drink. But man, to, oh, I, I, I'm a huge Guinness fan. I love Guinness. And it's perfect on... It's not something that you drink a lot of, but if you're going to have a beer with dinner, especially if you're having a heartier, like a steak or something like that, or some kind of stew, baby, you got a stew. Um, (laughs) Then that's then that's what I like Guinness for. So, oh, uh, before we get to the fat phone. Mm -hmm. So my new my new like kind of role within Entercom Chicago and the score is. I'm working with You Better You Bet every day on the radio or the BetQL audio network is what it's called. So I'm working with guys that live in Philadelphia and a couple of guys that are even further into the Northeast. So we do a segment where essentially they ask the producers, what are they excited to see tonight, sports or otherwise? And I said that I had a Kentucky bourbon barrel ale waiting for me, and I was excited to have that. And I got mercilessly like killed a because none of them had ever heard of it and b because it sounds like the most pretentious thing on earth which i won't disagree with the b with the b (laughs) on that but like it's one of those where i completely forgot that that's not like a national thing and then i looked it up and it's like in 25 states but i guess you know the 25 it's not are part of the northeast so like i'm just getting like and they kept bringing it up all week of i'm just getting killed for this of just like, oh, Rick with his pretentious beers. And like, they're trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, it's just really damn good. But it's like a, like a dessert type. Like I consider that, I don't know if it's technically called like a dessert type beer, but you know, like one you have for special occasion, you only have like one at a time. Sure. Maybe two if you're feeling frisky. And yeah, like that, that's what that made me think of. Food shaming in general can... KMA, as Les Grobstein would say, but the, but regional beers are a big thing. Like people will talk to you like you're a fool if you've never had Yingling, but it's yeah. not available here. Sorry, I, I did, like, I'd never had it until I was in North Carolina. 
And by the way, really good. It is really good. I think you can get it in Indiana, so I can get it very easily. If you really like it, I can get you some. Because I'm, what, 15 minutes from the Indiana border, so I can drive over and grab some. Because I know our guy Tim Bach drinks it all the time. Okay. It is just a good, like, lager. It's just a, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just not available in Illinois for whatever reason. But those things will change. They'll come. All right. Is it time to get to the fat phone? It is. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. Okay, my son. What is your confession? I'm fat. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just love that. (laughs) All right. First one is a little long. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do the thing. You got to do the propers. Yes, sorry, because, you know, the, the fat the fat phones <laughs> brought to you by Team Hochberg, because if you're looking to buy, sell or refinance your home, go to David Hochberg, because he is the dude in the in the Chicagoland area. When you are looking to buy, sell or refinance your home, 855-56-DAVID, 56david.com. Listen, everybody respects David. He's a well-known name in the business and that's why you can trust him and his people at Team Hawkberg because they know by prioritizing you and what's best for you and not necessarily what's going to maximize the bottom line at every single second for them, they're going to get your business again. They're going, you're hopefully going to refer them to. <laughs> <laughs> To your friends for, yes, oh, I'm 100% an idiot. When it's their time to refinance their home or when they're looking to move. So if the process is a little intimidating, which I completely understand because, hey, Jay and I have both been there. There's a lot that goes into buying or selling a home. Contact Team Hockberg. Go to 56david.com. Call 855-56-DAVID. And they can put you on the right path to put so that you can be in the best position to succeed and maximize your profits in whichever way you need to when you're buying or selling. And if you're just kind of not sure and want to learn a little more about the process, but you know, don't really want to take the effort to reach out Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 720 a.m. This WGN radio in Chicago. David has his radio show, Home Sweet Home Chicago. He gives out advice. Guests come on and give out advice. They answer questions. So it's a really good way to kind of dip your toe in the water before if you're a little hesitant about reaching out uh, to Team Hockberg about this process. So one more time, 855-56-DAVID, 56david.com for all your mortgage needs. And Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS 112 All right. Sorry for my enthusiasm. I'm sorry, David. I'm just excited. I really enjoyed my new drop from Always Sunny. Um <laughs> I was very excited so to get to the fat phone. All right. If you have a fat fashion or a fat story, 708-858-3314, 708-858-3314. Before we get to the voicemails, we've got a bit of a fat phone challenge for you all this week. The big sensation on TikTok. And by the way, I was very hesitant to adopt TikTok, but it's mm-hmm. really, really good. Their algorithm is perfect. I never see anything I don't want to see on there. They have very quickly figured out what I enjoy, what I don't. So I highly recommend TikTok. I know I'm a 43-year-old man saying that, but it's really, really good. Anyway, the trend is tell me your something without telling me your something. So like tell me your mother was strict without telling me your mother was strict. We're going to challenge you, okay? I'll eat. So it's going to be tell me your fat without telling me your fat. 708 858-3314. For example, if I were to call a fat phone and I was asked, tell me you're fat without telling me you're fat, I would say, 
I'd never tasted lettuce until I was in college. That's sort of the example we're looking for. <laughs> so if you've got one of those, send it to the fat phone, 708-858-3314. Tell me you're fat without telling me you're fat. That is a challenge. All right. First voicemail is a little long, but it's worth it. Hey, boys. This is Alex. And uh, I remember listening to Rick's admission about his closest call. It just kept me thinking about worst time of my experience having that happen. And to give a little background story, I uh, was a bit heavier at the time and had severe acid reflux and uh, would take a, an over-the-counter drug for it that would uh, affect your, your gut. So I started that, ended up going to the uh, auto show with my father and for lunch decided to stop at the kiosk and get a few things. Ended up deciding to get a beef and sausage combo along with a personal pizza. Ended up heading back home and going to a movie later that night with my future wife. So again, at a movie, you're going to order some popcorn or something like that. We have popcorn and soda. About three quarters of the way through the movie, starting to get the uh, the bubble gut feeling. Walking out, it got a little bit worse. And there was a portillo was about 500 yards away thinking, you know what, I'd rather go there than the movie theater, which was packed with people. So make it about 15 steps out of the building, and it hit me hard. <laughs> and I looked at her, and I said, I'm not going to make it. Proceeded to turn around and do the waddle and stop and clinch about mm, four times before making it back into the building, and the bathroom was packed as a movie had just released. At that point, I did not care whatsoever. I just uh, let nature take its course, and I'm sure everybody in the bathroom was not pleased with the uh, the sounds they were hearing. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, my friend. Oh, yes. Oh, see, when I started hearing the message, he talked about the auto show. Which, to me, my biggest complaint with that is there's only that one bathroom in McCormick Place. Mm-hmm. And if you're anywhere but right there, it's quite a journey to the bathroom. So I thought that was going to be... And then there's a bunch of stairs, which, if you're doing right. the clench, it's very problematic. Um, but that's a that's a good day of food. Uh, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm imagining him almost like... Um, it's almost like uh, in uh, Van Wilder. <laughs> we're just like rushing through the test and everything like that that's what i'm imagining of like that type of like the noises and the walk yep that that's that's the essence right there definitely and i i've it's funny he mentioned he went with his future wife my story of my closest call which i've told many times uh from what i now call willie nelson's crap your pants ranch <laughs> uh, more famously known as texas roadhouse uh i we were probably about a mile from home as I was driving home on the highway in pain and agony. And I just looked over at hope and I'm like, if I, if this happens right now in this car, is she going to stay with me or is this going to be a deal breaker? Uh, fortunately I was able to make it the extra mile and got home and was just before the, uh, the cheeks hit the porcelain, the the task had been completed. It was just, oh, my God. So I've never been to Texas Roadhouse uh, again because of that. Uh, I, I remember it was good. I just I cannot get that memory out of my head. And it was I, the mistake was. I knew like as I was leaving, I'm like, I should probably go back in because I'm feeling like I got to 
you know, it's time. I'm like, yeah, I'll get home. And then 10 minutes out, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, I should have gone. And then just just mercifully hanging on for dear life on the way home. Ugh, not a great feeling. All right. Big. Not, well, hold on. We have Uh-oh. to ask the question. Yeah. If I, I don't remember if I've asked it before. Have you ever asked Hope what would have happened? She said she would. She she claimed she would not have stayed with me. <laughs> but we were to, we're living together. Out. We've got a place together. This was very, very close to when I proposed, like maybe a few months before I proposed. So thankfully, you didn't have that feeling when you were proposing. Yeah, really. That's one act that would have really been problematic. Uh, I'm down on one knee and I can't get up. Please bring a bucket I'm down, I'm <laughs> down on one knee and I crap myself. Will you marry me? Yeah. Uh, well, I made it. So very pleased to say I've not. That is not. I've not not made it as an adult. That is my the one point of pride I have remaining in my life. There you go. All right. Hey, Fats. It's Jason from Oshkosh. My question for you this week, you can only pick one of these proteins for the rest of your life. Beef, chicken, or pork? I know it seems very easy to write off pork right away, but when you guys are talking about all your deli sandwiches and the delicious meats that go on them, a lot of those are pork, pepperonis, pork, and pizza toppings. Um, Very difficult. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Love the show. I feel like we've tackled this one before. Yeah, and uh, Jason's evil for bringing it back up. Yeah, and he brings up some really good points about pork. And he had me very much thinking about this again. But I think, God, it's hard because so many of my favorite things have pork on them or in them. Sausage pizza, pepperoni pizza, um, bacon, obviously, breakfast sausage, uh, you know, those sort of things. Mm -hmm. But I still think just because of the versatility that chicken is the answer. Like you can have so many different like chicken, so many different ways. It's also the most boring of the three. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's so versatile. But like, if you get if you can only have pork, it kind of eliminates fast food. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of places you can drive through and get. I guess you could do McDonald's breakfast all day. But See, to me, if it was if it was beef or pork, it's easy, and I'm going beef. You're eliminating beef. No, I no. If sorry, if it's I'm keeping beef over if it's pork, just beef or pork. Okay, I, I'm keeping beef, but yeah, the chicken aspect that's rough. Yeah, I don't know. That's a I tough question. Your question. I dismiss your question. <laughs> I refuse hand. to answer your question. Yes. Yeah. That. That's. I'm going to go with that too. I'm not answering it. I refuse. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Bob at Morgan Park. Love your podcast. Uh, there's a couple of fast food places that I'll only eat at like maybe three, four times a year, and one of those is White Castles, and uh, I have a fat fashion uh, related to that. Uh, I am not only a Catholic, but a pastor of a Catholic church, and of course, during the most holy season of Lent, uh, Catholics will refrain from eating meat on Fridays, but it seems like uh, once a year during the Lenten season, I'll find myself going to the White Castles at like 11.45 p.m. on a Friday so I can go through the drive-thru, and then by the time I get home, it's technically Saturday. It's like 12.04 a.m., so I can eat my White Castles on a Saturday when it's no longer a Friday. Uh, Keep up the good work. Enjoy the show. Now, wait a minute. 
I, I, need, I, I need to hear a sermon from Bob so bad about the White Castles. But Pastor Bob <laughs> is coming to us for clarification on Catholic rules. We should be asking right. you these questions, Bob. Seriously. <laughs> and Christ went to the apostles and he said, come on. And he said, go bears. <laughs> I think that what he is doing is perfectly reasonable and logical. <sighs> Yeah. Right? I mean, unless you view, see, it's all how you look at a day, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're, if it's Thursday night and you're out past midnight and it's, you know, 12, 15 AM and you drive right. through, can you, not, can you now not get a burger or are you doing it by day? Like, well, that's yeah, still technically exactly. Thursday because I haven't slept yet. Yeah, exactly. Is it your sleep pattern or is it actual time? Here's what I'm going to say uh, to Pastor Bob and I maybe might go to hell for this but i don't think god cares i think he's got some other crap going on and uh <laughs> if you eat meat at uh just past midnight on a friday i think he'll be okay with it he or yeah. she like that is the that's the uh the less grobstein style of it's by the time on the clock that's that's the way less handles it when his show starts at midnight it is the new day it is not you know, he doesn't reference anything as even if it finished 20 minutes before it's not it tonight. happened yesterday. Yep. Last night, yesterday. Yep. Very so, confusing yeah, as a I, listener, I, by the so, way. <laughs> oh, 100%. So I think as long as you're consistent in the way you handle it, like if you are someone where it's by your sleep pattern or if it's by the clock, as long as you stick to that one way the entire time. I think you're solid. Yeah, I think you're good, Bob. Also, you're a pastor, so I think you're. You're. you're yeah, I think probably probably pretty safe. Yeah, probably good. Good odds. All right, we got one more. Lance Levine, CFO of the Tournament of Junk, here, as well <laughs> as well as my dog Monica. Who doesn't like when I'm on the phone? Anyway, I have a very simple uh, conundrum for you, gentlemen, and I'd like to put this up to a vote with the listeners, the esteemed listeners of the I'm Fat Podcast, as well. Very simply, is chili a soup? Thank you. I'll sit down and wait, listen for my answer. Rick? I mean, no. I don't think of it as soup. I think of chili as chili. chili like, if, if anything, like it's a no, stew. There's no, yeah, there's no like broth, really. Right. I think for soup to be soup, well... But you get like a cream soup and there's no broth, really. It's more of a cream. But there is an actual like base with the ingredients in it. So I'm going to say no. Chili is not a soup. Chili, if if anything, it's a stew. Mm-hmm. But it's chili. Chili is chili. Yes. Yeah. This so is- there's there's one when whenever in this podcast history, if we ever start having guests, there's one that I want to have on for these types of questions. Okay. Uh, he is not a fat but he is funny and has talked about a lot of these types of questions in food before. And that's uh Zach Harper from the athletic All right. because I believe he has dubbed pizza, just an open face sandwich <laughs> here. I think we've done this before, but it's been a while yeah. with the, yeah. here's how I answer these questions. Okay. We'll, we'll use the hot dog as sandwich thing. If someone says to you, Hey, we're having a party. Can you bring sandwiches? And you say, absolutely, I'll bring some sandwiches. And you show up with a bunch of hot dogs. That person's going to look like at you like you're an idiot. So True. conversely, if someone said, hey, we're having a potluck. Can you bring some soup? 
and you bring chili, you have failed your mission. That's how I answered these questions. I like that. Yeah. I think it's the best way to do it. It's the best way to look at it. How would other people react if you said, no, this is, no, I brought hot dogs. Those are sandwiches. Right? Yep. All right. Oh, man. I would love to see that conversation take place, though. With Zach Harper? With who? No, just like in general of like, if you brought hot dogs as sandwiches and said, what? It's a sandwich. Just like the looks you would get from people. Please leave. I want to see their faces. Put, Put those hot dogs down and please leave. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is it time to ask the fats? It is. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a fat. This week is brought to you by our friends at Dr. Squatch Natural Soap Company. I shouldn't even call it soap company anymore because they've got so many other products. Yes, the soap is where Dr. Squatch got on the map is how they got on the map is that how you say it but the deodorant the hair care kit the beard oil the toothpaste if you put it on your skin you put it on your body dr squatch has it and it's the best you can get this week they launched a new deodorant scent the birchwood breeze and i ordered it i will have a full review very very soon on the next episode but if you've not checked out dr squatch yet Check it out, DrSquatch.com. It's a subscription-based service. You can buy one time and call it a day, but you can save by adding it as a subscription, and that's what I do. Uh, Go check out their bar soaps, their hair care kits, the toothpaste, the deodorant, everything. It's great. I absolutely love their soaps. I've got four different scents in my shower at any given time, and I love it. So go to the site, DrSquatch.com. On the top right corner, you're going to see that Squatch quiz. If it's your first time, Take that quiz. They'll help you pick out the right scents, the right textures for your needs. Maybe you've got dry skin. Maybe you've got oily skin. Maybe you like a soap that can exfoliate. Maybe you don't. Take that quiz and it'll help you find all the right things for you. When you're ready to check out, this is most important. Use that promo code I'm fat 20. You'll save 20% on your order while helping the podcast at the same time. DrSquatch.com promo code I'm fat 20. So many of you have joined Squatch Nation and there's not been a single complaint yet. And I think the vast majority of people have stayed on ab subscribers and uh, boy, the stuff smells great. It makes you feel great. Your skin, your hair, your teeth, everything will thank you. DrSquatch.com promo code I'm fat 20. 20 got an email here from our guy charlie the bacon guy who is our title sponsor for march fatness we'll have more details on that coming very very soon he says for all the fried chicken you both have talked about maybe i ha- maybe i missed it but i haven't heard either of you mention white fence farm what gives rick have you ever had white fence farm i have i think it's overrated Agreed. Uh, it's like it's solid I I wish I remember it's it's been a little while since I've been. Did you have the proper like the big white fence farm on Route 53 or did you have the uh like the little store in Downers Grove? I don't think it matters. No. It's the same stuff. I'm just curious. No, the the like the big boy one. Okay. Yeah, me and, too. And yeah, like I thought the sides were better than the chicken. Dude, Honestly. we are on the same page. Those hush puppies they have yes. are insane. The hush puppies are great. And the chicken was good. Yeah, but it's, it's just, just like the the reputation is so sterling. It's like calm down a little bit. It's it's solid chicken. It's not like it's bad. It's not like I would turn it down, but 
it's nowhere near my favorite fried chicken I've had. Yeah, I think part of it is it's been in business for so long and they make it probably, you know, properly. You know, it's not mass produced like it would be at a Popeye's or a KFC or whatever. And again, it is really good. But I had it and was like, okay, it's fried chicken. Like, it wasn't anything that I'm going to crave ever again. And you're right. The thing that I remember most are those hush puppies. And they were they were, they were awesome. That was definitely my favorite part of things at White Fence Farm. Again, it's not, it's definitely not. It's good. It's mm-hmm. really good. I just don't think it's quite where people kind of make it out to be as like the be all end all of fried chicken. I, I sort of I disagree with that. Yeah. My first question comes from Scott. Who's the, and I think I forget if we've done this recently or not. Who's the best fat actor of all time? He lists John Candy, Chris Farley, Marlon Brando. Well, I mean, if we're saying who is the best actor of those three, it's Marlon Brando. <laughs> there's not, yes. I don't think there's much question about it, but it's who entertained you the most. Mm-hmm. Right. And my my first thought was Farley. But when you really look at the John Candy catalog, it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Um, it's tough. I think I'm still going to give it to Farley just because Tommy Boy and uh, Beverly Hills Ninja and Black Sheep were so like such a huge part of my life at that time. I watch those movies yeah. constantly and I'm a huge SNL guy. I watch every episode every week. Um, so I'm going to give it to Farley. But the best of those three, the best actor is without question, Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. And like, so there's one that I'll add in for like just the entertainment factor uh, that has kind of fluctuated a bit as of as of late. But I for, where was I? Oh, I so I get to my mom's yesterday and, you know, because I always go over there, do laundry and say, hey. And my brother is watching 40-Year-Old Virgin, and they get to the scene where Steve Carell goes to ask ask the, uh, we buy your, or we sell your stuff on eBay store lady out. Yes. And Jonah Hill is there to buy the, like, just ignorant, like, platform shoes <laughs> and whatever. Go- yeah. And just, like, how deadpan he keeps it. And just, like, you know, especially, like, early Jonah Hill is so good. Like, all of his mannerisms in Superbad are so perfect for fats because like, you know, you get a little bit of like the dealing with the small clothes and the pulling at the clothes and everything. And just like, it's it's the lack of confidence. Yeah. It just felt so spot on. Yeah. He, I I don't know if that was his first role, but he was in also, he was in grandma's boy Mm -hmm. as like a, you know, not an extra, but he was a side character in that movie. Uh, But yeah, that that was the first time I really noticed Jonah Hill. And I, I just, I want to buy these. I want to take these home. And you're making that very difficult. It's <laughs> just so well delivered. <laughs> but you're right. Like, I think his character in Superbad was really explains the mentality of fat people really well. Like just the way yes. he acted, the way he was insecure. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's another good one. It's funny. I just, I just Googled fat actors to make sure I'm not missing anything. And the first one is Jonah Hill. Nice. <laughs> that was like the first one to show up. Pretty funny. So, um, all right, got one here from our buddy Popcorn Andy. He says, for the rest of your life, you can have only one Italian beef or the Italian beef and sausage combo. Which would you pick? Now, that's easy. The combo. Because even if you're not feeling the sausage, so to speak, you just take it out and have a beef sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That's an yeah, easy that one. makes sense. And then you have a sausage for later. Right. Exactly. That was an easy one, Andy. Challenge us next time. Damn it. Yeah. This one from Ben. 
When is enough enough with adding foods onto other foods, like a turkey, like a turkey dinner on a burger? I mean, I like both separate, but not always together. Your thoughts? I agree. I think there's some places now that are just doing it to like, look at this extreme food item we have. It's not creative. It's not. um, It doesn't work taste wise. Like if you if some place finds like the first person to fry an egg on a burger, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, it works. It the flavor profile of that works together. the The yolk with the burger works. That makes sense. But just like throwing crap on top of crap just to do it, that doesn't make sense to me. Like you're it's at Agreed. some point you're just doing it for the for the coverage. Yes, instead e- of the exactly. actual taste of it, or there's no there's no culinary accomplishment made there. You're just stacking crap on top of other crap. I will say one that I had. Not too terribly long ago, and I'm pretty sure I brought it up on the podcast at the time. A burger with chorizo and then having pepper jack cheese, like, lock in the chorizo. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense together. That, that's not an over, you know what I mean? That's not, oh, yeah. look at the crazy crap we're going to do. No, that's mm-hmm. those are things that work together. That's what I'm talking about. But I when it's like burger. <laughs> go visit it <laughs> i gotta remember where it was first <laughs> just check your just estimate approximately what year it was and then go check your bank statement i can't tell you how often i've done that where i'm like where did i have that let's see that was uh summer of 2018 on to my bank website to see if i can find out where it was <laughs> it happens sometimes yeah. all right i uh, got one here from mordecai he says, what is your favorite Jewish deli food? And he says, including uh, not just like matzo ball soup or pastrami, but the black and white cookie, those sort of things. What's your favorite Jewish deli food? I'm keeping it simple. It's pastrami. Yeah, it's hard to beat that. I mean, it's so good. And especially uh, when I was taking the train every day, I would try like once every other week, like basically once a pay period to... uh uh, go to in the French market, which is in like the lower level of Ogilvy Transportation T- Center mm-hmm. in, uh, in downtown Chicago. I would go to Fumare Meats and get their pastrami on rye, and it's magical. Yeah, it's, I'm not. A, oh, it's so good. I'm not a big rye guy. I'm not either, but yeah. like with the pastrami, it just works. Yeah, it's worked for centuries. I mean, there's a reason those are served together. I've often talked about Bergstein's New York Deli in uh, Chicago Heights, mm-hmm. and they've got a sandwich called the BNY, corned beef, pastrami, and brisket on a brioche roll. No bad words there. No, sir. That's really good. All right, we got one this or that from the this or that king, Greg. Craft beer or craft singles? <laughs> 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 I'm going craft beer because there's so many better substitutes for craft singles. Correct. And man, I just love fresh sliced deli cheese. Oh yeah, man. It's so good. It's been my go-to lately. It's been, you know, I was on my deli kick and now I'm on my deli cheese slices kick where mm-hmm. I go and get like the Lando Lakes American cheese or whatever, just sliced at the deli. It's so good. It's so much better. I don't know why, but it is. It's terrific. All right, well that's all I got, buddy. Yeah. I think I think we got yeah, we got through that actually pretty quick. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening. 
Make sure to subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch. Remember to use that promo code IMFAT20 with a, for 20% off orders of $20 or more. Easy enough for me to say. Team Hochberg, 56david.com, 855-56-DAVID for all your mortgage needs. And Mazda of Orland Park, call our guy Eric, 708-444-3200 or check out mazdaoforlandpark.com. He's Jay, I'm Rick, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. If you thought you had to travel far to savor the Pad Thai of Bangkok, or to taste the pastries of Paris... Take another look. With two times total points at grocery stores, your same kitchen can come with more cuisines. Sapphire Preferred from Chase? Make more of what's yours. Dollar up to $1,000 in purchases per month from November 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2021. Account subject to credit approval. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.